Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> Actually, about two hours till we play the game. That's but, an intro. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, we got Vancouver tonight. So, we got 10 o'clock, and any of us going to stay awake for this entire game or what? Couldn't do it, but I'll give it as much as I can tonight and then finish the rest you're of the morning. You're muted, Dan. Dan, you're muted. No, I just had nothing to say. <laughs> uh, no, I Are might watch that. Uh, pro- it's not likely, uh, unless it's a super captivating game. And even then, I still might doze off. You know, I get up pretty early. Yeah. If I'll definitely stay up for the first period. And if it's a good game, I can find myself getting completely sucked in and being half asleep during the third period, but having a TV on and, you know, all uncomfortable on my couch watching it. If it's a ridiculously bad first period, I might just turn it off and go to bed. So oh, yeah. it all depends on the first 20 for me. Now, bad as in just a bad game in general or bad as in we're getting destroyed? I'm saying, like, if it's 4 nothing in right. the first, yeah, like, we've had way too many times than I like to – that I care to yeah. think about this year. So, yeah, if that happens, I'm probably turning it off. And yeah. I'll probably – If they, if they look flat, even if they're not, like, yeah. completely getting pounded, if they look like they're putting zero effort in, why am I going to drag my ass to work tomorrow? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I look at it like that. If it's a close game and they're – it might make me – all right, I got to stay up for this. Yeah, these West Coast swings, sometimes I just – Miss most of the games and go to sleep and just hope I'm going to wake up at the end of the week on like a three-game winning streak. <laughs> yeah, that's always nice. Doesn't seem to work out, but no, it's no, nice when like, it does. But what do you did think? last like, year? Oh yeah, yeah that's true. true. Well, well, that's that's that was that was last year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we talked too you, much about last year. We do. Yeah, I think everybody over. does. Last Jack year is so too. over. Yeah. But I have a question though. Like on a scale of one to ten, seven being where this team is right now where the season's going on a scale of one to ten what is the importance of tonight's game bobby you can go oh ten i was being, pretty close though ten being the most important and one being not important uh, at all it honestly for me it's it's at least an eight um regardless of all the other storylines that are going here because if they start off this trip bad like i said this this could be the end of the season there's just a it's rough after this i mean i'm not gonna completely panic if they lose the game because they're still 500 for what it's worth and a lot of season left but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with eight because they just need to start writing the ship hmm yeah How about I, you dan i think uh if it was just any random west coast team we're playing like vancouver uh it would probably be hard to make it a five but in this case i agree a lot with what bob said Okay, we had three wins and a, a pretty significant backslide with that performance last game. So in this context of like get your shit right, um, hey, it makes the last game look like a blip or it makes really the three-game winning streak look like a blip. So that gets right. much more important. I, I will agree with an eight. Yeah, I, I, I'll say an eight. And the, maybe the only thing not keeping you know, keeping it from from it being a, mm-hmm. not being a nine is the fact only that it's a West Coast team, you know. So it's not right. a four point swing or not a three point swing. It's just a regular old two point game. You know, points going to a team that's not going to affect our playoff implications. Uh, but 
where I put the importance is because this kind of fucking like this game kind of tells you who the devils are, right? Like if like they know what's said, right? They know how bad this is. They know all this. Like, are they gonna lay down? Are they gonna come out flat? Are they gonna or are they gonna really say, you know what, we are so much better than this. The talent on this team needs to be accountable and do everything that we're supposed to do. And maybe Timo plays in the top six, like he's supposed to tonight, but whatever. Um, you know, my point is though, like if they do come out flat, if they do come out with a fucking effort, like they gave me in San Jose, then, then this team's done. Then, then I don't care about the rest of the season. Like if you can't show emotion and heart and, and, you know, compete after what you did against San Jose in in this game, then you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Especially since you've got three Hughes brothers that are ultimate competitors. I expect all three of them to be putting up shit tonight. And mm-hmm. we got two of the three. And I just think they want, they definitely want to beat the other team. Of course, for the points, but they want to beat the brothers too. They absolutely do. And they're just going to come with everything. And I think also this is the closest our forward group has been to what was predicted. Uh, just no six out, I believe, from what was considered was going to be the regulars going in. Um, so, so again, as we've said before, no more excuses. Mm-hmm. Any word on here, the goalie go. situation? Have you heard who's going to start? I have not. Me neither. Uh, I haven't seen a thing, actually. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. That's a tough call. Who uh, would you do? Jeez. Uh, I think I the, the, <laughs> Boy, the natural the tendency is maybe go back to Vanacek. But, I, you know um, – Boy, I really would have loved to play Vanacek last game and, and, and then play, you know, Schmidt tonight. Uh, but we didn't do that. So the just get back to Vanacek tonight, I, I think you probably do. It, it's a little bit more of a way to coin flip that direction for me. But it, it, does it really – is it going to affect the course of the game any guaranteed way? No, I don't think so because we just have that question mark sitting in both places. Uh, but, you know, just to like what is the best move for the team going forward if we're going to pick up the pieces – I guess Vanacek, although we do need more starts from Schmidt unless we are legit done with him, which I've seen some calls for. I just don't agree with. Uh, you know, I think we no, should, should see some more. Until we really are going to pull the trigger on a trade, um, I don't see why you wouldn't see more of Vanacek, more of uh, Schmidt uh, and work him in, you know, to make sure that, you know, we don't know that he's our better option with a little bit more games. There and, are. <clears throat> Sorry. I was just going to say that Vancouver is probably playing uh, Casey DeSmith tonight. So uh, Thatcher Demko probably isn't even going to play. So we're going to be up against a backup, which I'm sure will look like, you know, Marty Bordeaux in 2000 playoffs. Doesn't that cost you a point, though? Didn't you say something about Demko in your bet? uh... No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I thought somebody mentioned Demko. No, not in the predictions. No, okay. So there are um, a lot of very smart devils fans like on social media that we connect with follow that sort of thing and you know like bryce salvador included there are compelling arguments deep compelling arguments on both sides with these stats that are way beyond anything we're going to like talk about one-to-one on this show one proving more about the defensive laps and that's their court they'll stand on and others showing the goaltending laps. And they're all like intelligent in their own way. And they're showing like legit reasons why it is. Now we've been saying for quite a while, it's obviously a combination of, of everything, but there's still some people out there like, no, I'm camp terrible goaltending and I'm camp terrible defense. Some of it you can't even make sense of. I think Bryce Salvador put something up that was like the, the, Rush chances against, we're actually holding opponents 
better than we did last year, but the rush chances resulting in goals are worse than last year. So right away you got people saying, that's okay. See, it's the goal. Yeah. It's the goalie suck. And then you got the, the people on the other side saying, well, no, that's one stat painting a picture and you're going to take from what you want because there's a million different ways you can look at this. The bottom line is it's a multiple factor, right? That's and definitely. all these, these guys are so right in everything they do, but it's basically, it's the team. It's the team suck and they all have to come together. They got to really start playing for each other and well, do the little is, things. This is where I, I think that you can't look at this and say that this is a one or the other problem that is right. not our defense. It's our, yeah. it's our goalies. It's not our goalies, it's our defense. It's all bullshit because it's not just our defensemen and it's not just our goalies. It's our forwards too. They're also huge lapses defensively. Like right. we have, there's, there's no, you know, the word team defense, like that's it. It doesn't have to do with just who's in the pipes or the two guys that are defending the blue line or just the three guys up front. No, it's about team defense. Like this is what's going on. It's not, this is so much more than just uh, like Dan is a hundred percent right. in the argument that if you have, uh, you know, Jeremy Swayman or Linus Olmark or Igor Shesterkin in net, how many more games do we win? Like, I think it's maybe three so far, okay. something like right. that. So now, then, then which you is can significant. Say, it's not nothing. In a playoff right. race, it matters. We definitely need to upgrade uh, goaltending. But do we have a serious playoff team? No, no. But uh, that's that's the point. Yes, exactly. You, until the whole team plays, because you you saw it in the Buffalo game, right? Like mm-hmm. the whole team plays a complete game, and we let two goals in. And in in the meantime, you know, Vitek Vanacek is looking rock solid back there because the team in front's playing good. It's yes. all a culminating vicious cycle of shit. Absolutely. And you know, there's, there's no way of, of, of just, even if you have two stud, you know, six stud defensemen, Norris caliber defensemen, you know, you're still going to let goals down. If guys are pinching and nobody's covering, I don't give a shit who's back there. It's an on man rush. It, you're, your advantage is to the shooter. Like you're done. Like it's, that's the problem. It's, this is a whole team thing. And I blame, you know, this is everybody in that, in that team and everybody behind the bench, because I don't think Lindy Ruff has done a great job with navigating all the bullshit that has been on top of this team, not just their bad play, the injuries, the suspensions and crap like that. Like that's the shit Lindy needs to kind of keep in check and have this team going out there and playing, uh, the type of defense, the play type of style that they they need to play to win. Now, I do think that tonight, like you said, is probably the first time in a really long time that I can remember that most of our dudes are in there. So There's hopefully, no that's a huge tonight. difference yeah. uh, to you get know, a full should, roster and start playing. It should with be it. right. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, like if I'm Fitzgerald, and you know, we've all been saying this, like he's got to look for this defenseman, he's got to look for a goalie trade. We got it. Yes, 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 but no, because like uh, any one or even two moves you make, when if you can't get this team the way it is playing better than they are, I don't even know if it's worth getting anybody else, right? right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the point. The yeah. number one thing to fix is the you know I'm not going to blame necessarily coaching, but top down. So it involves coaching, involves the effort right. the guys give, because you throw one or more two, you know, one maybe two more people into that mix, they don't overnight change that. I'm sorry. That's right. it, it's not the kind of you know holes we have. We're like boom. That's all we were. And it doesn't explain why we've been playing so poorly. You know, and it's such little effort at times. Yeah, I mean, you got the guys right. Like these guys are underperforming. But but do you? Before the season started, you wouldn't have said this team needs a rock solid defenseman back there. You wouldn't have right. said that. But 
guys like Siegenthaler and Marino who have been, you know, leaky at best this year, like we know they're capable of it. Like right. what we, you know, that's where I'm having the problem. Like it, mm-hmm. we, we know you're capable of it. Why is, is it something different with the system that you're playing? Is it that you're not comfortable with who you're playing with? In which case, are you guys being vocal with the coaching staff to kind of change something's, things up? Like, something's out like, of whack. There's a lot of like things. We got somebody that we could just teach them to play mediocre with their team right now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I, what it looks I, like. It's a it does problem. feel like if they went out right now and made a move with Calgary and got Chris Tanevin, and then the next game they play with Tanevin there, like Tanevin will make 15 mistakes. And, right. you know, it will be on a minus three on the night, and we'll all be pulling our hair out. Like, one dude doesn't fix it. But, right. you know, if you play are playing top-of-the-line hockey, like this team we know is should be playing, and then you bring a guy like Chris Tanevin. Right. Then your team right. gets considerably And then that's better. how we like go Dan's from like right. good to great. Yeah. Right now, we got to get to good. <laughs> you know, just making a trade now for the sake of making a trade is, is it's pig on a lipstick shit, you know? Yeah, you, you, it doesn't make you good. It's not going to no. it's not gonna get you off the mat and, and make you a good team. And, I think it was. But I do think. <clears throat> now, if you had a gun to my head and said, is it more defense or more goalie? I will say it's more goalie. I will say that our goaltending has just been abysmal. Like, you know, a couple I would, goals. I would agree with oh, that based on what I said last time. With, yeah. You know, the way the Devils were trying to come back. I mean, at some point you got to make a stop. And don't mm-hmm. give me that one wasn't realistic or it was a hard chance and all that. Like, at some point you got to make a stop that you aren't supposed to. So I'd like to see that. And yeah. um, Especially just last kind of, game. That was, the, yeah, that was definitely like, the best argument for that of all season. Yeah. You know, just to recap, um, I think it was about two weeks ago, we did a little bit of a deeper dive into the plus minus. We had enough sample size where we thought, you know, we all agree it's a misleading stat at times, right? But when mm-hmm. there's an overarching theme, then it does be, it does tend to paint a bigger picture. And again, just looking at it from team-wide of, of our active roster plus, you know, the couple of guys that quick call-ups, five players are an even rating or better with only three three being above we have one plus one one plus two and one plus five that's every single other player is a minus and some quite heavily minus and when you talk about the offense that this team has it almost doesn't make sense we have so many goals for and we're such a minus so it it is still very much a team concept forwards included defense second and goaltending major for sure now what is our goal differential do you do you have that um I'm curious of that. Just give me a second. I'll try to pull. Yeah, that up. yeah. Take your time. I mean, in the end, um, our gold differential is no. a minus four. We have seventy-nine four eighty-three. Got to be close because we're close to five hundred, right? So it can't yeah. be that far off of, of even. A minus but, you four. Know, minus when you, four. When with you this see. A plus minus rating for the players on a team that's basically 500 being so negative. When you try to square that shit, it just means that there's a few guys out there for a lot of goals uh, for, and a whole bunch who are not out there for any goals for, and everybody is out there for goals against. That's how you get those numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're yeah. all out there for goals against so, and a bunch of them. And, but some of us are rarely out there for the goals for. For me, you it's some it of the surprising players because I expect some of our dangling superstars to be a little closer to the minus because, you know, they're, they're prone to going forward a lot and maybe they catch them in the back. But some of these guys, again, it's still Timo Meyer at minus 14 to Foley at minus nine, Bastion at minus nine, which is really disappointing given his role. 
I uh, Dougie know. was a minus eight. Mercer's a minus seven. These are like hockey guys that and just. Foley's been so positive this year. I, I, I'm, that's the one I'm most surprised about. Yeah. The I, guy's I'm, got uh, 21 points, and he's a minus nine. Well, I'm most uh, surprised about. Uh, wait, who was the third person you said? Bastion. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm most surprised. Like that, you're right about that. He's on the fourth line, and yeah. he hasn't he hasn't been playing well at all. I wouldn't and, even play him if we had an option. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of expecting a little. I mean, you kind of get forgotten about in the fourth line, but Nate Bastion is kind of prone to at least letting himself be known on the ice when he's out there. Yeah. He has been kind of invisible. Right. And you know, do you know what the Dallas Stars goal differential is? What is it? A plus sixty six. Jesus. Wow, that's how I was just about to say, the Rangers are. Give us a perspective. The Rangers are a great team. They're a plus twenty, right? Yeah, plus six. Boston's plus twenty two. That's crazy. Uh, Dallas is just killing it. That is killing it. it I go back it, and change my pick. That was my last year's Stanley Cup pick. Yeah, it's a year too early. Yeah, this Maybe. is embarrassing. Though they they gotta they gotta just you know tonight they gotta play devil's hockey, man. And that's it. Hopefully they can. You know, this is where coaching comes in to get this team in the right state of mind. To go out there and play, Holla being back will be huge. That is, huge, um, yeah. you know, hopefully guys are slotted where they're, where we feel like they should be. And uh, you know, Timo Meyer on the third line, I think it's a little fucked up, but whatever. You know, um, I'm kind of really strange we're not seeing the lineups by now at uh, what almost nine o'clock. Um, usually somebody's tweeting that out by now. I know, yeah. and uh, I did look for some info on that just recently. I couldn't find. Maybe somebody knows it, but I don't know who they're going to go with uh, goaltending wise. You know? That is odd that they don't have anything out. Like, who was practicing today? Nothing. Nobody knows? We, nope. No. But, you know, right. I mean, this I is the ultimate know. reset week, right? You know, look at it like that. They're away. They've been out there for a day or two, I'm assuming, right? And uh, that whole bonding thing, it's 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 got to be now. We keep saying that, but it has to be now. They haven't had a, a road trip yet, like a nice long one away from town. Like the road trips they have had are just like the Washington, Pittsburgh, you know, like right. you're sticking around the metro area and shit. You know, this is good. This could be good for them, you know. And last year, <laughs> again, with the last year shit, but this Western, the two Western swings they did, they were phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so. Look, man, we all know they're a good team. And that's the, again, that's the thing that's most frustrating about it. Like, are they frauds? No, I don't think they are. I just, I, I look at this talent and it's like, all right, just fix some shit. You know, I still and, believe they, it's fixable. Definitely. It's, yes, it's been disappointing. 20, 25% of the season is gone. Yeah, yeah. 25 is gone. And uh, that's no doubt about it. That's very, dis- huge chunk to be disappointed in. But I still believe not only. Do we have time mathematically? I think it's this team's got to turn it around. They're just too talented, and it's just going to be a matter of time. I, I, hopefully, it's sooner than later. I wonder if if there were a way, like if we were in the beginning of the season, and someone was able to summarize everything that's happened so far this season with the inconsistencies, with the injuries, be specific, right? So it's August. We're saying, okay, Jack Hughes misses five or six games, whatever it was. He sure misses a month. Hamilton's out. Like, just if we put that all on a ball ahead of time and said, but. You know, on December 5th, you're going to be one game over 500. It's one of those things you might yeah. say, I take it. But then you look at the problem with that scenario is that we're not just just one game above 500. We're way yeah. behind the pack because everyone's just so good. I, I don't know if I would have said I take it. I would have said, wait a second. Look how stacked this team is. We should be able to roll with taking even Jack Hughes out of this lineup and having a hell of a team. 
Uh, I got yeah, it's 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 just too much talent to expect this poor, even with the injuries they had. It's, yeah, I kind of got to go with Dan. Like I yeah, think I right. would have been like, okay, wait. So Heisher's out and Hughes is out, but we still have you know Meyer, Mercer, Toffoli, Pilat. I would have said all these guys like we can win some hockey games, and yeah. you know they. But nobody on this team offensively has has shown up yet. Um, and to me, it's that's there's it's other than Jack, who's just carried this fucking team. But like, I'm sorry, Jesper Bratt is proving to be a huge, huge miscalculation. It's um, been the worst case scenario yeah. so far for Bratt other than maybe like injury. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. And like, I don't even feel as like shitty about Dawson Mercer, who, of course, has not had the start that he that we thought he would have or that he wanted to have but you kind of feel it with him right and you kind of feel like once he starts getting i know i sound like danico right oh they're gonna come yeah. in bunches now bill once he gets to one they're just gonna keep coming no exactly. you do feel that way yeah. right like they are gonna come and he'll have his and he brings a lot of that energy on the ice and all the other bullshit i mean when jesper brack goes away the motherfucker goes away i got like, a you don't even hear his name nope. so when, when realistically, other than like an odd assist, what would you say is the last time you heard Brat like get a goal or have like a really solid offensive game? Mm, when's the last time he scored? That's I, I, unfortunately that I, I can't I can't find the stats of like who scored in the last seven. But here's why I ask because he's still second on the team in 26 points, and I swear to God he hasn't done anything in at least two weeks. Oh, so he he's only got an assist the last three games, right? So he he yeah. got. Literally all those points was like the first 10 yep. games. Does it all in a bunch. Yeah. He does it in bunches. And we could have used you know, his bunches when we didn't have Jack and Nico in the lineup. And instead, he decided to join them on the, uh, right. the injured list. I've and, always noticed with Brad, he does like – he gets excited when the whole team's going good. Seems to play better like when the whole team's playing better, which yep. doesn't necessarily mean that's when you need him. But he's like one of those guys, I don't know why, he always – if everybody else is having a great night, he'll look a little better. If everybody's flat, I feel like he doesn't see his role as to jumpstart it, or he has a hard time doing that. You're right. He doesn't. And he, really, yeah, he doesn't pick yeah. the team up. You no. see it in in Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes all the time. Like yes. anytime this team is a little flat or they're down a goal, like when every shift these dudes take, they're doing everything they can to make a difference, and they're always generating positive. Uh, you know, puck possession and all that shit. They're always doing the right things when they're usually out there. the case with Pilat and, and Halla as well. Yeah, yeah you know, usually. Uh, I don't know but, about as consistently as Nico and Jack. And the right. fucked up part is, like, Brad's usually playing with one of those dudes, I and know. yet he's not. You know, but even uh, look at Toffoli and how much how much he has garnered from playing with Hughes. Like Brat should be doing this, but Brat's an even not. weirder case because even when he's not playing well, when you watch him with his speed and his moves, he gets in front of the D. All the time, like almost yeah. on a partial like breakaway, but not quite. And but it's just in front, he gets a step in front, and it's not even about no finish. It's like no shot, or right. the shot was when you're already behind well, like the goal line. It's just it's pretty weird. This was something I actually made uh, in my notes, and I didn't get to it on Saturday. And I wanted to ask you guys about it because with Jesper Bratt, it does see kind of seem like it has to me like the last maybe six or six games or so he has no confidence. 
Like he, oh, yeah. you could tell this, like even when he's getting the puck in a good shooting spot on the power play, right where he, yeah. you know, the earlier in the year, he would just be ripping that slap shot and getting it on net. Like he's not, he's passing a lot more. Like he's, he doesn't have confidence right now for whatever reason. So, I mean, that's just adding to it, but you can tell by his play that this dude doesn't have any confidence yeah. and he needs to snap the hell out of it. Uh, you know, he got paid a lot of money to be with this team for a long time and, you know, we can't have this, you know, what, what is it? Like five games on 10 games off kind of thing. He does like, there's no consistency. And honestly, we were kind of worried about this. I know when it came up that he was getting signed, I was like, okay. But you know, when the season ended as he was not there in the playoffs, uh, I was just like, maybe it's for the best. We didn't sign him this year. You know, like all last year, we're like, let's sign Brat. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Didn't get done. And then after the playoffs, I was like, man, Dude, I forget he's on this team sometimes. Like, I'm not even fucking kidding. Like, there'll be yeah. games, like, in the third period. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Brad. Like, I don't even think about him because he I was know. just such a non-entity in this in the game. Like, he yeah. really is a disappointment. Right I did now. a lot of – I was remembering a lot of our shows, like, before the playoffs and during the playoffs and talking about him disappearing. And then after the season when it was the whole debate, when we just assumed, you know, you, we can get one of Timo right. or Brad – and um, I think we all, to a man, just kind of said, you know, in general, we're a better team if we can keep Brad, of course. But if we had to pick and who's going to get eight, nine million dollars, which type of player do you want? And I was thinking back on it, almost feeling bad in a way because I do love Jesper Brad and I love what he can bring. But it has come back around. And yeah. you, you know, you wanted that kind of money and that kind of responsibility. I mean, you got to step up. You, you nailed it. When your other key guys are down and you've got the ability to score 30, 40 goals, you got to go win us a game or two. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. you know, honestly, you're right. We were kind of choosing between Timo and, and uh, Jesper, but in the end, we were kind of be disappointed either way because Timo <laughs> has not yet been the Timo Meyer we thought we were getting yet. And True. there's been a lot of good reasons why. I'm not saying it's not he's not capable of it, what it does. I think he – maybe in some ways even more important to this team than Brat to get going. And the reason is for what we said back then. What he can bring to this team when he's at his best is similar kind of scoring, but with a harder edge. Mm-hmm. And that's what this team needed more. It wasn't that one style is better than the other. Brat has better hands. He's got more finesse when he's on his game. Um, and Meyer, when he's on his game, not only does he score a lot, uh, he does it like with a harder edge. He'll throw the body around, and that's what we wanted. Like, wow, this team needs that injection of grit. We sadly we've had neither of those guys come through. Yeah, and it's really starting to show, right? Because we do have a, right. a number of players that you know aren't playing up to the back of their card, as you would say. And yeah. it's all happening at the same time. And like you mentioned yeah. with Timu last year, it was oh, you know, he just got here, and then he was little hurt and he got banged up. There was a lot of excuses this year, started the year, then he got hurt and now he just came back. So literally he does get a, more of a pass because he just came back one game, but, but it does still kind of sit in your head like, but okay, well now we're, we're looking at six months on the calendar though. Yeah. I, um, I, I kind of feel with Timo Meyer that it's just been hard for him to settle in. And I don't, blame him a hundred percent on it i do blame like situations like where you know the injuries of course and then 
he just kind of been like, where is he going to play? Is he starting off? He's playing with Jack. He's moving up with Nico. And I know this is for everybody. That the whole team has like done that. But because I, I kind of feel like, like the there's something yeah. about him not fitting in to Lindy Ruff's system for whatever yeah, reason it is. And I feel like if he can get comfortable and can get going, I think, you know, yeah, exactly. That's what we need, like you said, then, the gritty, hard-nosed goals. And, uh, you know, hopefully just – being more consistent, put, keep playing on the same lines. Um, I think he'll be playing now mostly with Nico Heischer because uh, I do think that they like this Toffoli, uh Hughes and um, Brat yes. line that they and have. Like Bob right said, now. six months. Uh, well, you know who else has had six months? Uh, the coaching staff to, to make the most of Timo. And uh, great point. I, you know they are I'm not, not absolving them, uh, not at all. No, I mean, but, but I'm just saying that I'd like to see him finally fit in. And the coaching yep. staff is to blame for this. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I, I hope that it's not a case like Bobby had said last show, like the too many chefs in the kitchen thing. I really right. hope that's not the case. Yeah, Because I don't know. they all seem to genuinely like each other, right? They all seem to get along. They don't seem – there doesn't seem to be an ego in that dressing room. So I really hope that's not – you would think that with that kind of uh, camaraderie there and, that you know, that, that how close of a tight-knit group they are, that once yeah. it gels, it can really take off. But yeah. just – I think the injury – of course, the injuries had so much to do with this. Even that Country. analysis that, or that analogy I did, it, it still is – one part of like a multi-pronged problem. You know what I mean? So you could say yes. that's one part of it, where you play in Timo, where he really belongs. You can sometimes have major, you know, addition by subtraction when people understand their roles a little better, or, you know, you get a real quality hockey trade, you know, a real piece that we really need for somebody we really like that, that sort of thing. But no, we, we don't want that to be the case. We want everything to, you know, we want them to start gelling with all the people. I, I don't ever want to say it's a problem to have, too many high skilled guys on your third line. You know what I mean? Like it should be able to work out. It's just when you add that in with the inconsistencies, with the injuries, with the inconsistency of the schedule, I just looked at it again after this week, again, it's another like two or three day break. It's just a weird schedule. It's fucked up. Yeah. I I honestly, I I never really liked any of the scheduling so far this year. We had that one stretch where it was like a bunch of should wins. So you could say that was easy. But other than that, it's just been like messed up. A lot of back to backs, a lot of long, gaps in between games that's what that, i don't that, like it's like that's the worst play, part, yeah. these guys want to play basically every other day like that, that's that's what the schedule should be it should be every other day now maybe the back end of the schedule will play that way out for the devils uh but it has not been that way this early um so we'll check that you know that's it's just uh yeah there's a lot that that needs to to happen in the second half of this season for this team to make the playoffs because it, like you said there's so much wrong but let's Play a game, Bob. What game you want to play tonight? I think we should break out the trivia book here. Ooh. And I think we got trivia. What we're gonna do is we're just gonna start in the Let's beginning. Trivial. Now we were discussing this a little <laughs> bit before the game. Yes. So there's eight questions on the first page. So we can either do like a time trial where you guys try to answer. And I don't. I don't like the anxiety. You don't like I'll the go. anxiety. So you just want to go. Chris goes. Dan goes. If Chris doesn't oh, know, do you get time. a chance to steal. How would you, you like do guys to do it? I don't care. I'm 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 good let's, either way. Let's do that, but let's do it that for ninety seconds. Okay. So yeah, me and Dan it. gotta try and answer them together. Ninety seconds. I'll go first. Dan goes second. Answers the second one. Me third. Fourth. So on. If I can't get it, I can pass it over to Dan. If he can can't answer it, then we don't get it. Okay. All right. Sound like good enough rule. I All think right. it sounds great. No way. Okay. <laughs> All right. Get a little timer going here. You guys ready? 
Yes. Okay. Which New Jersey Devil played for the Danbury Thrashers of the UHL before eventually coming back to play for the Devils in 2006-2007? Peter Scorer. I don't know. Incorrect. No. He was a Stanley okay. Cup yeah, winner in 2003. Scored the game-winning goal, Game 7. That's my hint for Mike you. Rupp? Yes. Okay. Mike Rupp. Good one. Okay. That's mine. Okay. Who scored the first hat trick in Devils history? That's Dan. Uh, Shanahan? And. Oh, I get a chance to get sure. it. Uh, Steve Perry. No. Steve. What? I don't know. Tembellini. Oh. Move Steve on. Tembellini. It's get easier. It gets easier. Right. Right. It gets easier. My, my turn. Go ahead. What was the name of the 1995 line that featured Bobby Holik at center, Mike Peluso, Crash and Henry McKay's wing? That was the smash line. <laughs> I mean, the bash line. <laughs> Number four. How many goals did Scott Stevens have in the 93-94 season? Uh, 18. Very good. Perfect. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that was good. That's just 20, maybe. Wow. <laughs> what is the first year the Devils qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs? You got that one, Dan? 80, 89. 88. 88. 88. Yes. Okay. Who or what is the first? No, I did that one. Against what team did Scott Gomez get his first hat trick? Rangers. I was going to say the Rangers. Correct. All right. Who are the two players who have won the MVP award for 95 and 2000? You want Marty? to take it? No. What? MVP you award. Con Smythe? Yes. Oh, it's written, okay. as a con, so, it's written as the MVP award. I'm sorry. It, it is a Con Smythe. Correct. Claude Lemieux and that was Scott Niedermeyer? Other Scott. Stevens, right? Oh, I wasn't sure yeah. which one it was. Okay, final one. I guess Marty won 95. No. Who? Lemieux. No, you're, he's, they're talking about the consmite. No, 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 we won three cups, and Marty never won a consmite. It went. Oh, I thought he went. had a consmite. Scott Stevens, um, uh, Claude Lemieux, and getting jiggy with it. That's right. He yeah, took Brodeur's. Gare took Brodeur's in 2003. We, we, we about discussed that. that. Yeah. 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 Three shutouts in the finals, like yeah. one total goal or whatever was it was. Crazy. Yeah, ridiculous. Was crazy. Well, we'll just round it out here. So besides Ansi Samella. Who was traded to New Jersey Devils from the Atlanta Thrashers in did February two thousand two? He said not Salmonella. I said Salmila. Salmella. Salmonelli, the guy yeah. from the, the <laughs> sure practical jokers. Who came Salmonelli. over in the trade with him in two thousand ten from the Atlanta Thrashers? Kind of a Ilya, big go trade. Fuck yourself. Ilya, go fuck, fuck yourself. Is right. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess we'll probably keep it a little shorter tonight just because, you know, there's a game coming on and stuff. But yes. I do want to discuss what do you guys want think about tonight? Seriously, like, keep your fucking Homer hat off. Okay. What do you expect tonight and maybe going forward for this road trip? I, I think they're going to stumble a little bit on this road trip, but I, I'm really – I'm not trying to put a homer at it. I'm trying to be optimistic because there is a good chance that they will have a response game to last game. It's a good chance that they will, you know, we got two of the three Hughes brothers and they want to all be brother competitive. That's going to work in our favor. Uh, you know, like I, I got to believe it, that they will have a better uh, game bouncing back. So I'm going to give them a win here. And uh, okay. if I call it to call a score, I think three it's going to be like a 4-1. <laughs> Or one. Okay. I, I'm beyond asking for shutouts. One goal, huh? That's a lot to ask for. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Bobby. Be realistic. Realistic. So um, I honestly do feel that as much as 
players don't want to talk about last year. When when you have a type of swing and record that they did against the West last year, I think there is some carryover effect to that, just from kind of a background confidence. But more importantly than that, I feel like they did have a couple days off, and Jack already drives his team, and I seriously believe he's going to be on all engines tonight, just you know, trying to put on a show and win this game. And for that alone, I think they're going to. I'm not joking when I think that all three Hughes brothers will probably get on the board, maybe even with goals. Uh, definitely Quinn's a monster and, and Jack's, you know, just driving us. So I can see it being a fairly sloppy, but energetic playing hard type of win, like a five, four or something. Mm. You know, the messed up part is like, we're going to post this show probably, you know, nobody will listen to it till after the game. Right, and sir. you know, it's going to be crazy how, Maybe wrong or right. We're all going to be, but you know that's the fun of it. Well, we got a kind of a blowout win for Dan. We got kind of a large, close win for me. So all you got to do is pick a loss, and one of us is going to be right. Yeah, they'll be covered. Like puckers, nail it again. (laughs) We're just so good. I don't think I'm ready to give it a loss yet, and I'll I'll tell you why. Like there is, of course, that part of me that is like. they haven't proven to me that they can sustain and beat a really good team. I don't think they're going to do it. They haven't done it yet this year. Fuck them. They're going to lose. There is that part of me. But mm-hmm. like we did talked about earlier, I just buried my dog today. I'm having a rough day. I don't right. want negative. I want positive. Gotcha. And for that, I refuse to believe that they are going to come out for a second game in a row with the talent that's on this team and play as god-awful as they did Saturday night. I just refuse to believe it. If they go out there then shame on and do it, then shame on me. I'm the biggest asshole in the world, and I will not be so uh, quick to think that they can turn this thing around if they just go out and shit the bed. But, like, this team is loaded, man. You have Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Tyler Toffoli, Timo Meyer, Palat, like – Let's go, man. Let's fucking go beat a really good team. Get some confidence going and make a run for this playoff spot. Your team's healthy now. And I right. and I'm t- and I am confident that Simone Nemec is going to have a really good road trip. I I we didn't even talk about this kid today. No, but I'm sure. really looking forward to watching him play. And actually I'm not so bummed that Dougie Hamilton's out of the lineup for him right now. Now maybe maybe they'll, you know, maybe I'll be completely wrong and the guy the kid'll make a lot of mistakes tonight and make me look bad on it. But with what I saw and just with his offensive ability, you could just see how smooth he moves that puck and how good he can be on the power play. Um, you know, he's like having Jack back there on the blue line of Jack. Lillard, I'll tell you what he moves that puck for all the high draft picks that we've gotten in the last decade. There has been two players that I can honestly say I formulated my opinion in one game watching them. And it's Luke Hughes and Simone Nemec. Even mm-hmm. when Hughes came out on the ice his first game, like I didn't feel like I feel for these two guys. I think the last time I felt that strongly about it, it was only because he scored two goals. It was probably Zach Parisi's debut, you know, way back. But there's just mm-hmm. something about the way that Luke and Nemec play, you know, from the first game. You can at least dissect. You could tell who they're going to be. Yeah, you know, they're not there yet for sure. But you could tell who they're going to be. I did um... – I did a little preview show before on uh, the YouTube channel and I actually was talking a little bit about Nemesh and I said, you know, for the young, the older, uh, the younger fans that aren't familiar with those older devil teams, Nemec has shows me a lot of uh, characteristics of Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah. He re- like, we have never had another player 
I think since Scott Niedermeyer that even plays like him, like even as good offensively, the way he floats around the ice is right. Like he's not, he doesn't play anything like Niedermeyer. Now I saw a little bit of Niedermeyer and Simone Nemec the other night. Like, I mean, can you imagine having those two dudes, what they're, how good they're going to be on that blue line in two or three years? Like that's going to be scary having two dudes that good. It's an excellent point because Luke uh, looks a little more like his brother, which is a great thing. I mean, if you look at the way Quinn has, you know, exploded his game, uh, he looks a lot like that with his edge work and the way he skates. Uh, So yeah, uh, those two are the future of our back line for sure. And, you know, listen, Hamilton's still a great player and we have him for a long time. So we are going to have a lot of offense coming from that back line yeah. for a long time. It's going to, you know, but they got to start it tonight, man. I just, I seriously, I can't believe that they're going to do that two nights in a row. Because my, yeah. my take on the cracking game is not going to be that optimistic, that's for sure, if they go wow. out and shit the bed. So, sure, you know, we'll see how that goes. So, well, at the end of last else? week, I thought they would get four out of the six somehow just because these things kind of turn around. This one I did have Peg's win, and the Kraken was the one that you know kind of has the as a loss going up. You know what the fucked up thing is too, like real quick, like we in the last four we went three and one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, normally this team goes, you know, you three and one, you drop a game, and ah, it sucks we lost that game against the Sharks, but like it's always the way they lose that has everybody in such a panic. Like that's yep. the problem. Like when's the last time they lost? You know, a fucking. Maybe the Ranger game was like the yep. only one this season that like they had it and somebody took it away. Like normally we just give it away, you know. Yeah, that's, that's how bad we true. play. Like, and also, it's the way they win. Uh, that I don't feel confident in a three game uh, when two of those are like, wait a second, you almost lost that game, and yeah. it's a game you should have had in better control. So now, you're, you're right. Yet, if those wins were packaged with you know two or three more dominant wins in there you wouldn't even think twice about those two right. games they had yeah. to come back from right you wouldn't hey. even think about it well but that, that was a streak like, last year right that's you, a streak they, they found a way to win right you would say. right you no know, they didn't play the best game they, they, no. the streak actually had very few perfect games in there You're it right. was really uh some games yeah. that were kind of subpar and then you have these explosive minutes uh so you know yeah, you're right. Absolutely, uh, it's a different story this year. We're not really fi- they're finding not really finding a way to win. They're just many nights not finding a way to come out with energy, and other nights, you know, it's just they turn the Jets on too late, and it's uh, you know, oh, they almost came back. You know, it's like well, yeah, I just can't I can't get past the sheer number of goals that have gone in, and looking yes. at a stat sheet and seeing two goalies with a sub 90% save. It's it, those numbers just scream out at me. Like that's awful. That's, that's yeah. a bottom feeding team. And even when we've won, how many times have I said, why do we got to win five, four? Can, can we just give up one goal for one night? You know, and no, there's zero confidence. Really frustrating. Seven, two. I think yeah. we lost seven, two with that one. You know, and there's, yeah. it's like, you know, of course, yeah, there's no one, anytime that an opponent, has any kind of sustained offensive pressure in our zone, I'm just like, this is, we're done. We're done. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not going to, he's not going to be able to make a nice save, cover the puck, get a whistle, Those win a face-off, get it out. That's not going to happen. Our, Power yeah. plays almost over. Our team, the they can't clear it. All they're yeah, going to do is keep exactly. turning it over. Just, like, it's just nothing you know, it's good. Gonna, nothing good's yeah. going to come from Up this. Up by one and, goal. That's, ah, it's, it's going to get tied. Yeah. It's going to change tonight. Yes. Well, let's hope so, man. Let's do it. 
Devils Vancouver in an hour and what time is it? Hour and 20. Well, okay. Maybe we all, all can right. go take little naps and then get ready for the first period. <laughs> and uh, But we will be back um, on probably Thursday. We'll talk about this game. We'll talk about the upcoming Seattle Kraken game. And hopefully it will be a optimistic show wherever you're listening oh, yeah. to us. Give us a uh, five-star review, positive comment, a like, subscription, download. goes a long way. Help us promote the podcast. Also, wherever you're listening to this, make sure as soon as you're done to go check out Tampa Morgue, which is our boy Tony's other podcast, which he does with uh, his buddy talking about heavy metal music and horror movies. And it's a lot of fun and a lot of cool B-movie campy shit they're into. They have great guests. Uh, it's, It's a lot of fun. So, you know, get a chance to go check them out, too. For Bobby and Dan, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Fuckers. We'll see you when we see you. Hook is out. Bye-byes. Bye-byes. It's coming. No. It is. It don't is. Tell, don't tell DraftKings. I forgot to do the ad. <laughs> I'll bet you won't. <laughs> you can roll it off right now. NGCBDF. Yeah. Go to DraftKings. Yeah. Do things. Void in Ontario. It's over. Register.